Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. Eastern yeah, time. I know. Who made us late? Ken. It was me this time. Damn you. I'm sick of all this animosity. Damn you. I know. There is a lot of anger today. I feel like I'm like a mediator between two people like Did anybody divorced clean out the cannons before I got here? Who's they? I mean, did anybody? I did. No. It's full, though. Jesus Christ. The alcohol will kill it. It's yeah, fine. It's yeah, you'll be fine. Yep. It's you're, only... you're vaccinated. You're fine. Exactly. Yes, yes, I am. It's all penicillin. Hello and welcome to the Freemasons Podcast with your hosts, right? Worshipful Brother George Mudry. Worshipful Brother Joe. And Worshipful Brother Ken. We are up here, episode 213, The Cult of Mithras in Freemasonry. We're going to be talking about the... Yeah, I know, you're going to do Cult of Personality. Yeah, I just did it. You wouldn't let me play solo it, so. if you want. I didn't say you couldn't play it. I said they'll probably freaking mute us. That's what yeah, I well, said. I, mean, I don't want to get muted. But, uh... So, Cult of Mithras, we're just going to give a quick background to that, and uh, we'll do that right after we do some uh, but general first, housekeeping. But first, I just want to let you know that tonight's episode of the Freemasons Podcast has been presented to a live studio audience. <laughs> That's right. We have a, we have a guest change. with us tonight. So, yes, we do. Uh, we have a assistant HR is in the house tonight, <laughs> so shout out to assistant HR and HR for allowing him to be here. Hmm. He's like an HR generalist. He's a mole. Yeah, what he is. Yeah, he's here to, keep, here to keep tabs on us. You should have heard some True. of the conversations with him and George before. Hey, uh, Scoper W, thank you for, uh, for. I mean, the minute we went live, he was already on this thing. So uh, he said, wow. first time catching one live. I felt as though I need to start from the beginning, as with every journey. Damn right. Thanks for joining us. All right. Us. Thanks for joining us. Thank Appreciate you. Uh, I just want to give him a shout out because he was the first win. But now let's get into our other business. Kenny. Business. Business yeah. time. So over on Instagram, as per usual, we have some new followers. We've got, uh, let's see, Jordan Ray Jordan, Charles Steelman, Garrison Wright, Harold Richard Hare, Digger9889, uh, Jamie Ozzy Osborne. Whoa. All um, right. Austin. Sharon! Yes. Austin Serlo. <laughs> we didn't forget about Ken. <laughs> and the profile picture is Mr. Data. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and the tag is not FMP Borgs. <laughs> That's awesome. Is well, Garrett uh, Wright setting up more profiles? It's, it's got to be Garrett. It's, it's got to be. Uh, Brandon Holcomb and Chris Arukas Mithandris. Whoa, that's, that's a strong name. Mithandris. Mithandris. Like Mithras? Like Mithras. <laughs> Mithandris. <laughs> Thank you, brothers and friends. All right. Yeah. Joe wasn't here last time. Start it. Brothers, right hand to R. Wait, does HR have one? Ooh. You got yours over there, right? Do the shot with us. 
Brothers, right hand to arms. To arms. <laughs> Ready. 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 Aim. Aim. Fire, good fire, fire all. Together, brothers. Vivat, vivat, vivat. Beautiful. That's a nice little compliment to your little yeah, wine see? cooler thing see? over there. I got to tell you, this ain't I'm not as thick as you dumb I am. Yeah, I know. This is not bad either, this prickly pear. I'm going to have to try that next. It's very tasty. I'm not a vodka person. Prick for holy a crap. Prick. I know a vodka person. <laughs> What's that? Prick for a prick. Oh, shit. Oh, You're my start. prickly pear, Ken. <laughs> When he doesn't shave. Anyway, I was yeah, going to say the same exact say thing. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's going to be like, one of those. No, it's <laughs> going to be one of those. Frequently. Oh. Boy. All right. Here we go. Horse. The horse shit consume begins. Mm. All right. Here we go. Ready? Yes. Uh, Apple reviews. Apple reviews. Uh, this one is a five-star Apple review from Lee Yo Thirty Two FMP. Five-star review. Great show to watch and listen while you're sitting on the toilet until your legs, your legs go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Your show has good information and funny. Now have a toast, brothers. We will do for you momentarily. Hashtag Blumpkin. Oh, my God. Seriously? What? <laughs> we went there. Where do we go? Oh, we're on? Uh, yeah. We're on? Oh, uh, I didn't realize we were on. I'm sorry. Uh, not bad. This one is. I thought I was Santa Claus Jesus again. Jesus, God. This, what is it? D F J J L L J V F D G N N. Jesus that God. That sounds yeah. like a Nigerian. Prince. I feel like people do this intentionally just to try to watch me go. Top notch, except for the intro music. How dare you? Wow. Dare you? Shots fired. You know what? It's from one of the greatest 80s movies ever. And the song is classic. And you have that 15 second jump ahead button, so freaking use it and shut up. Exactly. No, it just messing around, but uh, oh, okay, I'm sorry. top yeah, notch, except for the intro music, which is fine. Um, Five-star review to the lads at the Freemason Podcast. Thank you. This show provides laughs, info, and I greatly appreciate. The humor is fun and keeps things light, while the information is interesting to chew on and leads me to seek out more from Lodge 143 in Melbourne, Florida, I salute you. Oh. All right, brother. We salute you. 143 used to mean I love you when you uh, sent it over somebody's beeper. Remember that? Yes, I do remember that. Joe remembers that. Uh, Damn near got capped because my beeper kept beeping. 143. Yep. Last one. Five star review. Five stars. Big Papa 4467. Oh, not Big Papa Pump. I love it when they call me Big Papa. Big Papa Pump to hook up. Throw your hands in the air if you're a true player. Phenomenal five-star review. This is a great podcast. The guys are fun to listen to while still sharing within bounds their light. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Within we'll we'll bounds, we mm-hmm. try. While I'm not current on the path, I am seriously educating myself so I can make an informed decision. Awesome. That's all we ask. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is exactly why we do this. Yep. Yep. Do your own research. Find out. Uh, so fact we, check it. And mm-hmm. uh, if it's something that's for you, fantastic. If you Definitely. decide it's not, you can still listen to the show. And you can still join Patreon for as little as $5 a month where you can join our Discord access <laughs> channels. Uh, take part in things like the Discord Fantasy Football mm-hmm. uh, where... All, which has its own separate chat channel that's for all football talk, not just fantasy football participants. And uh, you may even get that elusive gold tone Freemason podcast pin, all for as little as $5 a month on Patreon. Beautiful. 
Let's toast. I the, missed you, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Let's toast the Apple reviews. <laughs> All right. Mm. Brethren, right hand arms. Two arms. Ready? Ready. Ready. Aim. 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 Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Viva. 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 Beautiful. Wow. That tasted like a Jolly Rancher yeah, or something, not bad, right? right? You ever had that pear? Yep. Jolly Rancher or almost like a green apple kind of? That's, that's that's the sugar. That's nice. That's a lot of sugar. Almost there. like an ecto cooler from high school. You know that's we true, did yeah. two toasts back to back, and they were awesome. Yeah. And we didn't screw them up. We didn't screw them up. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Katie Riff, hello, gentlemen. Great to be here. Glad to have you. Katie Riff, this welcome. Is gonna be, uh, this is gonna be an interesting one. So uh, we're gonna be talking about the cult of. Mithras. We have a video. We're going to be splicing into this, and we're going to be stopping and going. And Ken will tell you when to stop it. But we're going to be comparing. Oh, we're back to him giving you orders again. That didn't go That's, well off camera. Yeah. Or you can stop him too. Whatever. No. I don't know. But we're going to be talking. I'm not yelling at him. We're going to be talking about the comparisons now. For those who don't know. Oh, I thought that was me. My bad. Damn it, it's never me. <laughs> Uh, Cult of Mithras, what it was, was is a secret society that actually ran hand-in-hand with the early days of Christianity. Um, And it was a cult that was a religion, I guess, of the time. And it was fairly popular in the the, the Roman Empire. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Mars, XLT. (laughs) What? I don't know. Mars, XLT. That's what the Roman legions used to yell. You don't know. You don't know. No, but I know Mars is the god of war. Yes. That makes sense. Roman legions. All right. So anyway, we're going to be talking about the cult of Mithras, and it's from the ancient Roman Empire, and how... And the reason why we're bringing the reason why I chose this topic is because you're going to see that there's a lot of similarities between this cult and its its rituals and its initiatic experiences. In terms of Freemasonry, so the reason why I bring this up is because we know Freemasonry didn't just pop out of the 1700s mm-hmm. like, here we are, yep. here's our rituals. They derived from something earlier. Yep. So I am surmising or hypothesizing mm-hmm. that potentially this is one of the ritual from a certain... Well, they call it a cult, but I mean, in the time, it was it ran hand in hand and kind of popped up with Christianity. Christianity was a cult once upon a time, yeah, exactly. exactly before it so, became mainstream. Yep. The initiatic Scientology still is. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, the cult of Mithras. I thought I was done getting hate mail from those people. Uh, the cult of Mithras was a quote unquote cult slash religion back in its day, mm-hmm. and you're going to see a lot of comparisons between Freemasonry and the cult of Mithras. Yeah. So back then, in ancient times, a cult was just a little known religion. Right. Like and a cult wasn't religion. necessarily a, a bad yeah. thing. It's not, it, it's not yeah. a negative term necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's been bastardized over the years. You had the cult of the apis bull back in Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Was hypothesized one of your vocab words this week, George? Yeah, yes. So he got the calendar out. <laughs> got a red check for Thesaurus, that. Thesaurus, if you will. Ken, right. start it up. You Let's start it, this. Everybody who's joining us this evening. So I'm going to jump straight in um, to give you some major points about the cult and then go into certain aspects in a bit more detail. So first off, membership of the cult of Mithras is male only. Uh, We don't have any evidence of women Mm -hmm. women being allowed to join the cult at all. Uh, In order to join the cult, you had to undergo a initiation ceremony. You Mm -hmm. couldn't just walk in off the street into a temple to Mithras and uh, join in, you have to be initiated into the cult. Kind of like us. And yeah. 
the Not initiations and pretty much all, from what we can discern, uh, activities conducted by uh, the cult of Mithras would take place uh, behind closed doors inside of their temples, which have had no windows as well. Um, okay. So, I mean, it's called the Mysteries of Mithras for a reason, and it, it was um, a quite secretive cult. One of the issues. So let's let's kind of surmise what's going on right here, and uh, you guys can kind of see it. Probably not. Can't really read what was written on the screen, but that's fine. I can uh, um, elongate it. Can elongate it. There, you don't need to see my face. So basically, to begin with, um, it was male only. Only men can join. Mm -hmm. Um, It took place within a building with no windows. Um, Even if Masonic lodges have windows they're blacked out yeah you cannot see inside of them yep you had to be initiated before you can go inside and you can participate in this cult of Mm -hmm. mithras and the different things that they do Mm -hmm. um and we'll continue from there all right that we have in terms of though trying to recreate what a lot of the cult involved is like there's no public aspects to it there's no uh, public processions, there's no public festivals, and trying to understand what a Mithraic initiate believed or what sort of rituals they partook in um, is quite difficult because we don't have any texts from the cult as such. We have nothing of the equivalent of the Bible, of the Quran, of the cult of Mithras, and there might never actually been any uh, textual. Can uh, uh, give it a pause for a yeah. So that's interesting, and mm-hmm. I'll tell you why. Here in Connecticut, we have a ritual book. Yep. But many, I mean, even going up through the years of when Freemasonry first got its start, everything was word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you really trace the early lodges, I mean, there's not much we can find. No, because there there were no records. There was no records. It wasn't until the 1700s when the Grand Lodge of, right, United Grand Lodge of England was formed is where you start getting records. But, I mean, we know for a fact that it was around before. It then. was around before then, and you didn't have many records about it. And this is pretty much similar thing. Uh, one other thing I just want to point out uh, on here, yeah, it says no text from the cult survived. There's no texts. Mm-hmm. And if you really, even to this day, there are some grand lodges where everything is word of mouth. There's no text. There's no papers. There's no anything. I mean, granted, I think minutes are, are kept, but... Yeah, the but actual that's records. It's not like initiatic uh, experience. There's nothing written down yep. in some Grand Lodges. So, interesting. Right. Interesting. Gets better. Book or anything like that. Central text that the cult had. Um, so we're very reliant on archaeological evidence uh, from the, the temples to Mithras that survive, uh, from the iconography, the carved reliefs, the paintings, and inscriptions as well. And we do have textual evidence that comes from external sources to the cult, um, other pagan, you might say, authors who were interested in religion and ritual practices in the Roman world, and people like Porphyry, who's a third century uh, philosopher, uh, talked about the cult of Mithras. He wasn't a member, but he's got some interesting information. And the we have... Uh, authors from the 4th century onwards, uh, Christian authors who, although hostile to the cult, 
do give us some information that appears to correlate with evidence that we find in the archaeological record. And as I say, because these people are external to the cult, we have to take it with a pinch of salt. But there is stuff there that clearly does does have a measure of truth to it. Or a give, it a pa- uh, give it a pass, Ken. So what he's basically talking about is that many of the sources of the workings or doings of the cult of Mithras come from outside sources, mm-hmm. primarily Christianity, which in fact demonized them. Understand, you got at this point a cult of Christianity and a cult of Mithras who are basically vying for popularity, if you will, yeah, in a sense. It's, it's, it's a, uh, a market share competition. It's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're competing for market share. Exactly. Case. So what you're having here is now you get outside sources which are kind of demonizing primarily christians and well the roman pagans at the time or well actually the romans see i don't know about that because mithras was a roman god yeah, the cult of mithras was around before christianity too so it probably had a foothold you know, yeah, fighting an uphill battle as a christian right so what they did was you know sounds familiar but they they mm-hmm. demonized it yep they made it that it was Worse than what it did, and you'll you'll when we continue on, you'll see that they actually destroyed and damaged Wait, a lot. Wait, so just let me understand what you're saying here. I want to make sure I understand it. You're saying uh-huh. that the Christian religion or cult at the time uh-huh. found something they didn't like and demonized it. I don't think they didn't like them. I think well, personally, it was a they saw them as a threat. Saw them as a threat, yeah, because yeah. again, they're trying to spread Christianity, and but you have Mithras. Them. Okay, that was. I believe more accepted than Christianity at the time. And the reason being is you'll find out that many Roman legionaries, and there was actually temples. Uh, he's going to get into it momentarily. Funny how that, that exact scenario has repeated itself many. Oh, yeah. Many, yeah. Exactly. It's, easier, many it's, it's easier to, like, raise up a uh, an army against your enemy if you right. make them less right. than human. I mean, uh-huh. Like if you were to call somebody a municipal asshole. <laughs> municipal <laughs> asshole. Never heard that. Uh, no. Uh, okay. Did somebody call you that? Uh, <laughs> it wasn't even me. Well, he's a he's a government official. Oh, I asshole. get. Okay, I got you. Now. That's that's what that was the phrase they used. I don't know. I've haven't oh. heard it before then. Oh, I highly doubt those who said that are listening to this. But uh, we'll see. Thank you. You've given us endless amounts of jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Ken. Accuracy to it. And so the earliest evidence that we have for the cult uh, dates to the late first century AD. It appears to actually originate out of Italy itself. Um, the earliest inscriptions and uh, Mithraic temples actually appear up on the northern frontiers, uh, particularly close to the Rhine. But they seem to relate to soldiers in particular that have moved out from Italy. And we have the poet Statius in the late first century as well who talks about the cult in his poetry. So it seems to be that the cult is probably coming to being at some point in the first century and Statius was living in Italy. And so I'd say uh, it seems to actually start in Italy and then spread out from there. And evidence of the cult stretches across the whole Roman Empire, from Hadrian's Wall up across the deserts of Syria. Um, But it's far more concentrated in the western half of the Roman Empire, particularly in the likes uh, along the the frontier regions, along the Danube and Rhine rivers, uh, and also uh, in Rome itself, and its nearby port of Ostia. As I say, we do have evidence from the likes of Egypt and uh, Syria and North Africa, but it's not in abundance. It really is mainly seemingly a western phenomenon. Hmm. 
And so, as some of you, see why we're drinking. Oh, he's going to take a break. Uh, some of you will really? be aware. Been talking that there much is a uh, deity in Persia who had existed for a number of centuries before uh, the Roman cult of Mithras came into being. His name is Mithras, so he has a very similar name to Mithras. Um, he eventually like becomes King part Kamehameha. of the Zoroastrian pantheon. Yeah. Zoroastrianism becomes the uh, major religion of the Sassanian Empire, which in the about the late third century onwards uh, becomes a big rival to Rome. And some of you might be aware that Zoroastrianism actually carries on to this day. So uh, there might be somebody watching right now who is uh, part of the Zoroastrian religion. So, hello. Um, and uh, Mitra, though, um, he, along with having a very similar name to Mithras, uh, looks quite a lot like the Roman Mithras. He's a young man wearing a tunic. Uh, he's got this conical cap going on, but sometimes flips forward. Can pause it real quick. Mm. Is that supposed to be him on the right as well? Uh, so on the left. I so on the left is is. Uh, Mithra, Mithra, right? On the right is Mithras. Okay, Mithras looks like a woman. Well, I mean, that was kind of the architecture like back the then. Typical, I that was a typical Roman. Roman. My first thing was, that's an ugly woman. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a dude. It's so a handsome man. So there's two things I want to point out, though. So here you are. You have another uh, European cult, religion, whatever, being pulled out of the Middle East. Lost book of Enki. The other thing you have is. Uh, well, I keep this in mind. It says it right here on the thing. Connected to the sun. Mm-hmm. That's big because we as Freemasons, everything we do revolves around the sun. Yeah, but that was also typical of like many ancient religions too. Like it's pretty, you know. Yeah, they, yeah it's, no, you're it's absolutely a universal right. Part of Most like gods are allied with their, yeah. Right. You're absolutely right. Uh, but again, and... uh, that'll be elaborated on a little bit more when he gets into this video. But... Okay. Uh, it, just pay attention to that. Keep an eye on that. And Not all of them go, have cool hats like that. No. Mm-hmm. Shriners on the left. That is a fancy hat, though. Nah, yeah, that's actually cooler than Shriners. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Like Mithras in his, what we call a Phrygian cap. And like the Roman okay. Mithras, uh, the volume he's also is also connected oh, to the sun, the deity. Uh, Jack it up on the monitor. The that's fine. But we're good. But the thing is that Mith- Mithras is not Mitra directly imported. That doesn't seem to be the case. Um, I'll go into these aspects that Mitra about the Roman culture left, in detail mm-hmm. in a bit. But things like Mithras being depicted with a ball, uh, the particular architectural style of Roman Mithraic temples, the seeming grade structure that the Roman cult's hierarchy has, none of these things really seem to exist in the Persian worship of Mitra. So at some point, um, this image of, of Mitra gets combined with these other things um, and creates the Roman cult. Uh, where does this occur and when does it occur? Well, you can't, we don't really know, so we don't have any text, so it's, it makes it even harder to discern. Um, it seems quite likely that perhaps one major connection is in what is now southeastern Turkey, in the first century AD, you had the kingdom of Comagene, uh, the rulers of Comagene uh, worshipped a number of deities, but Mitra seems to be quite pom- prominent amongst them. Uh, the image you can see on the left of your screen comes from a large monument uh, from the kingdom of Comagene, a colossal head of Mithras. We can um, pause it real quick, because we're going to yeah. fast but forward the, just a smidge. Sure. Um, uh, I can't really see the video, but if you could fast forward, I'll tell you when to go to... Uh, back up just a smidge. Uh, right there. Uh, we'll stop it. Nope. But yeah, we'll we'll start it up from there, uh, because he's just kind of going into the history of uh, the differences between was it Mitra 
and Mithras. Mitra. Yeah, it's, it looks like it's spelled Mithra, but it's pronounced Mitra. 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 Um, but we're going to get into the actual, this is this next part is what started to really grab my attention when I was listening to it. And I'm like, oh, damn, that's got a lot of comparisons. So, okay. uh, fire it up, Ken. Yes. And so, as I mentioned, the central image of the Roman cult is Mithras depicted with a bull. And I saw Joe this perk up when image, bull. much like um, the bull by the Jesus on the cross, or the crucifixion in general, you see in any church nowadays, oh, nice. uh, any Mithraeum that you could have got access to in the Roman world would have had this image of Mithras um, with the bull inside of it. And uh, Mithras is depicted astride the bull. He's He's got a dagger that he's plunging into right. the shoulder of the bull. Traditionally, we say that he's sacrificing the bull, although it's been brought into question whether or not this is really the case because, yeah, um, as you can see, the dagger's yeah, yeah. going into its shoulder. Yeah. So it's not a sacrifice. It seems a bit of an odd way um, to go about doing it. It's coming but this soon. image of Mithras and oh, the bull, dog, those two yeah. figures would always be there. They're often depicted with an array of other characters as well, and this can vary, and I'll show some variations in a moment. Um, there's usually several animals, at least, that are depicted in this scene. Um, a dog and a snake who feast on the bull's blood as it comes from the wound. Uh, a scorpion, which grabs the bull by uh, its testicles. So oh, Jesus regardless Christ. if the bull's being sacrificed or not, it's not coming Pass out of this situation second. well. I mean, that's um, a, I mean sacrifice I'm gonna is be one Are you going to get clear. a scorpion to sting him in the testicles? There, that's horrible. Uh, I just want to be clear. In yes. Freemasonry, there is no scorpion stinging you in the testicles. No. Um, but I do want you guys to pay attention. Before we get into this next section, I want you to pay attention to the image in the upper left corner and the upper right corner. Okay. And hear what he has to say about that. Looks like on the right might be an angel. Um, uh, some wings. Let's look, let's look past those images okay. and see what's behind it. I see the sun and the moon. Is Bingo. What I'm looking at. Okay. There you go. First thing right. I noticed right. as soon as so, it popped over. Yeah, so wait till he wings. starts talking. Okay. And then above Mithras, up in the right-hand corner of uh, the relief, which is well displayed by this image from uh, Austria, is Sol, who's the personification of the sun. Uh, and between the two of them is a raven, who seems to act as a, a messenger between them. The relationship hmm. between Sol and Mithras is a bit un—it's a bit difficult to describe, um, partly because, again, it's not overly clear. Can go ahead and pause that. I want to add something that I just entities. noticed. Yeah. We talked about the sun and the moon, uh -huh. but if you go back to the last episode that I was present for, yep. we talked about the Holy Saints John representing the summer solstice and the winter solstice. Uh -huh. and you've got two uh, what appear to be men from my distance here, uh -huh. uh, yep. kind of representing the, the light and the dark, the two uh -huh. opposite ends, and kinda, kind of a uh, resemblance of the Holy Saints John. Yeah. That's what I'm seeing. Huh. Uh -huh. Interesting. <coughs> Before the Holy Saints John ever existed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Mithras is also called the Unconquerable Sun. So they are separate figures, but seemingly also can combine. It's, again, so I'm not going to go into the nuance of it now. Um, I'm not sure if you can see this, given the fact of how the uh, names and the side come up on my screen, but hopefully you can. Um, above, Mithras and, above Mithras, above the bull in the top, uh, what would be the right-hand corner, uh, is an image of Luna, who's the personification of the moon. And moon. then either side of Mithras and the bull, you have the two torchbearers, Kautes with his torch up, 
and counterpart is with his torch down, and they both look a bit like mini uh, Mithrases, you could say. And this whole scene is often depicted as taking place inside of a cave, which again, uh, in this painted scene from Austria, um, I suppose it's important to remember that these scenes would have been painted and very bright, um, but you can see a kind of rocky top to it, which is indicating it's taking in place inside of a cave. Um, also in this image, you can see other smaller reliefs around the outside, things like Mithras being born from the rock, and uh, sometimes he's depicted mm -hmm. by um, shooting an arrow into a rock and water comes out. These scenes, we don't quite know how they will fit together. There's probably some sort of narrative there, and um, they tend to be a bit piecemeal in how they appear. I'm not going to go into that now, but it's just worth acknowledging. Um, and so what does this mean, then? Uh, what does this image, though, mean? Uh, pause it real it quick. Turns up time. Yeah. So just a couple things. Um, it says right here, what does it mean on the bottom? And I don't know if you guys can read this while you're watching this, but it says victory of the light over dark. So Mithras right. was not considered a... He, he was considered a champion of the light. He was the undefeatable sun, I think is what he said earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, you have images of the sun and the moon in the upper left and right corners. Interesting thing is you have two guys on either side of Mithras killing the bull. And uh, one's got his, I guess his the torch. torch down and the other one up. Mm-hmm. Uh, like something. the uh, junior warden and the senior Thank warden. Thank you, sir. Oh, look at that. On top of that, look what you have. Yeah, and you got the sun, the moon, the master of the lodge. You also have your three principal officers there. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I don't remember any dogs drinking bull blood during <laughs> my degree, but other than that, yeah, I'm seeing some. And Cody, Alex yeah. Jones, we're not high enough yet. That's true. Um, but it, in all seriousness, like. Yeah. Hmm. No, I, I hear you. And understand, back in Roman times, you didn't have a sacrificial lamb. You had the sacrificial bull. Yeah, bulls were definitely, I mean, even back in ancient Egypt, uh -huh. the cult of the apis bull, like the bull, I guess, was uh, sacrosanct, but they mm. sacrificed a bunch of other ones. And the sacrificial yeah, lamb is something we still one. use in the Scottish Rite, yeah. if you really will. Interesting thing about the Scottish Rite, what I said before when I said Mars, uh, Mars XLT, the Roman salute... I find interesting is the same salute as the 32nd degree. Hmm. Not to be confused with the Italian salute. Not to, no, not to be confused <laughs> with another salute that people <laughs> that people demonize. So there is a well, no, Nazi salute hmm. and then there's the Roman legion salute and realistically the Nazis perverted that one. So when you see the the Roman legion salute it's a little different. But I think it's just funny that we use that in the 32nd degree. So mm -hmm. at some point, we had to have drawn some of our ritual back from ancient Rome. From I don't Rome. know why I'm yeah. talking like Bill Shatner. I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. You were kind of like back the... Back uh, in ancient Rome. Yeah, it was like the, the UFO. What's that UFO show? What is it like uh, Ancient Aliens? Some of the little ancient Giorgio Cassoulis? Yeah. My hair's better. Your, your hair don't better. even have anywhere close to that. That's why it's hair. better. Keep it going, boys. Um, I gotta use the girls. And you got the uh, imagery of death and rebirth here too. So there's a multitude of Masonic symbolism here. I'm not going to say that we came from the cult of Mithras or anything like no, that. No, certainly we drew on some of this imagery. And perhaps uh, both pulled on uh, the imagery from a lot of the ancient mysteries. Yep. Yep. Even Christianity, I think, drew Absolutely. a lot from this. Well, let's listen to what he has I mean, to say. I mean, again. 
the short answer is we don't know. <laughs> but again, through, through interpretation and, and various uh, uh, analyses, uh, people have come up with various hypotheses as to what it oh, means. That's where George got that um, from. One is yeah, the possible victory of the light story. over dark, as they say, Mithras is equated with the sun. The bull is the symbol of the moon and appears under Luna, the, the personification of the moon. And as Mithras grabs the head of the bull as well, he pulls its body into a crescent moon shape. So... Uh, and you also have the two torchbearers okay. who seemingly uh, symbolize dusk and dawn. So there is a lot of uh, implications here regarding light and dark, day and night, etc. So that certainly seems to be part of it. <clears throat> uh, possibly an astrological significance. Um, astrology, I've already mentioned, it does play an uh, important role in the cult. And it's been suggested that the the figures perhaps represent star signs. The torchbearer is a Gemini. The bull is Taurus. The dog is Canis. Mm. The scorpion, Scorpio, etc., etc. Well, and yeah. also as well, yeah, where you have the cave. Why else um, would you have a scorpion? The cave the is often talked about in ancient texts as being uh, lost all their rituals. Uh, yeah. representative of the universe because like the universe uh, a cave has an interior but no real exterior uh, ideally it's spherical in shape um, and so the cave itself also has kind of astrological implications in that regard mm. and uh, that will also relate to when I talk about the structures of the temple um, and then finally as well you also have uh, possibly birth or, or rebirth um, as the the animals that are feasting on the the, the blood and the uh, the seed of the bull um, clearly drawing on its life force in some way the bull's tail sometimes depicts grapevines or wheat coming out of it suggesting it's got particularly um, potent life force to it um, and it's giving life and as I say, with the, the cave as well uh, being possibly a, representing the universe, it could mean that this is the birth of the universe or, or a new a phase of the universe's existence. But as I say, the reality is we don't, Ken, we give don't it a pause know for exactly, us. and we might never ever know. How many times have you guys been in a Masonic Lodge where you have the astrological things on the ceiling? Astrological oh, yeah, like the constellations on the uh... constellations on the ceiling. I don't think I've ever seen that. Actually, in New Haven, they're there. You just can't tell. Oh well, I mean, they do have the starry firmament, like you know, uh, painted on the ceiling. Here we go. How do we, how do we get? Rid hold of on, hold on. We gotta. We I gotta... hate punish Ted. I hate punish Ted. Wait, what is going on? Uh, uh, guys posting. Oh, wow. I hate Somebody's the spamming us. Somebody's spamming us. He uh, hates the Antichrist. Well, we did. We're, we're, we're not big fans. I mean. Oh, should we should we stop to feed the trolls? Yeah, no, no I'm just gonna get rid of them. Pow, just like that. Oh, see ya, see ya. That's what you get. Yeah, douche. That man is a douche. Yes, you understand douche. I yes, ban this idiot. There you go. Hope you like your uh, thirty seconds of fame, you douche. Mm. Oh, I can't say that. Is that fame? Is it really? No, it's not. Yeah. He thinks it is. He yeah. thinks he's famous. He yeah. thinks he's... Look at me! I'm, I'm posting on a podcast that nobody watches. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably exactly what he's. I saying just offended too. six people right now. Achievement unlocked. Douche. Oh, we continue. Paul guy who's now? Paul guy now? Tack beard. Tack beard. Block him too. He's uh, doing the same thing. Uh, 
God, get a life, people. Get out of your mom's basement and go get a freaking life. You want to go after somebody? Go after like the Kardashians or something. Mm, go get some chicken nuggets. Take a break. So go we to can Chick Fil A. Podcast. Chick Fil A. Shall we continue, George? Yeah, yeah. You're angry when you're hungry. Go get a Snickers. Exactly, and I think perhaps really it's a case of all these meanings and more probably existed to people. It's much like now. Uh, modern religious image or pretty much any image will have different meanings to people it will affect people in different ways and i think that's probably what went on in the cult of mithras as well different people took away different meanings from this this image and we kind of see that inferred in the uh variation in the the mithraic image that appears across the, the roman empire uh of mithras with the bull you have the the small one there from london on the left hand side of the screen uh which wouldn't have been the main uh bull stabbing scene uh from london because there are fragments of a lot of sculpture um so these things could actually be represented as a standing sculpture it doesn't have to be a relief uh, as i say i don't know it might be hidden behind my face but there's a sculpture from rome on the far uh, right hand side of your screen um they all look very similar an indication of what that might have been like um also, as well, you have uh, in the middle of the screen a relief from Carnuntum. And I mean, this image doesn't do it justice, but this is massive. Um, it's like one and a half times life size, if, well, depending on how big Mithras would be. I don't know. But uh, it's a very big relief. It's, it is very, very big. And these things could be quite tremendous yeah, in size. Kind of also pose the on the ball. Very, very small. Um, you also have an example there from Aquileia, which I've included. Uh, it's now in a uh, museum in, in uh, Vienna. I've included it because it's just one of my favorites, and it's just amazingly well carved. So that's neat. Um, does he get into the uh, the actual construction of the temple, like how uh, the Mithraic temple? Yes, he does. And all that? Okay. He gets into that, and he also gets into the initiatic experience of this particular group. Let's jump mm -hmm. ahead. Should I jump ahead? <laughs> yeah, you could jump ahead, Ken. Uh, I'll exactly. tell you where to stop. Uh, back up. Mm, just until... Right there. Now, now go from there. Got it. And so moving oh, to the, the temples of Mithras, where you'd find this relief. So these temples from the outside would not look particularly impressive. They're not particularly large. They probably only hold up to about 50 people at a max a lot of the times. Most of the time, probably actually smaller than that. Um, but as you entered into, into a Mithraeum, uh, you come into an anteroom, possibly be maybe up to several anterooms before you get to an inner chamber. <laughs> And this inner chamber would pretty much be the same in every Mithraeum. It would have a central aisle, be flanked by two parallel benches, and at the far end you'd have the image of Mithras and the bull, perhaps behind a curtain or inside a cupboard, and in front of that maybe some altars as well. As I said earlier, there's no windows, so it would be very dark. It would be lit by uh, oil lamps and, and candles. It'd be some, somewhat atmospheric, I suppose. And there's evidence for the interiors of Mithraea um, being decorated to look like caves using wattle and daub to create kind of semi-circular ceiling on the inside uh, and kind of making the walls look like you're inside of a cave as well. Very rocky. Okay, so, Very rocky. so you've got one or more anterooms mm -hmm. leading to a central chamber, mm -hmm. which is pretty similar to every Masonic Lodge I've ever entered. Um, the Lodge itself 
we're taught represents the inner chamber of uh, King Solomon's temple, which if you look at the diagram of the Mithraeum <laughs> here, it looks very, very similar. Interestingly like enough, too, it's a rectangular of, shape, too. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I could easily see the people that are depicted in that, like, longhouse-looking thing being sitting in pews along the side of our, our mm-hmm. lodge room. It's very similar. Mm. And it's decorated like a cave-like. Yep. And no windows. No windows. Interesting. Go ahead. And, I mean, this is an extrapolation. This is, this is, we know this because more than anything in Italy, they are literally referred to as caves in inscriptions. So this clearly mm. was the intention. So why, why are they trying to recreate the feeling of being in a cave? Well, one, as I said earlier, is that you have the cave in which Mithras is depicted with the bull. So it's clearly trying to replicate that. Mm. But also, as I was talking about earlier, in the cave being a representation of the universe, uh, Roger Beck and his study of um, of Mithraic temples, their iconography and their structure. Uh, Roger has suggested that the 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 layout of all the symbols and the um, the benches, the nave, etc., uh, is designed actually to create a star map, as though you stand in the middle of the Mithraeum, or at least it's in a chamber, and you stand in the middle of the universe. And as you walk across, you walking across the universe. Um, and this kind of links into, as I'll talk about in a moment, a uh, particular ritual practice as well. Um, but as I say, the, it, it seems to have quite, again, strong astrological symbolism related to it. Okay. All right. So how would one be uh, initiated in I in thought no text Mithras? survived. How does this um, guy know so much? Well, from what we can discern from reading. some external descriptions, but particularly yeah, reading what the survivor frescoes survive. inside of Mithraea. That <laughs> He's like, here's what it looks like. There we go. Pause that, Kevin. Pause that quick, Because okay, here come the initiations. Yep. Here come the this is uh, This is kind of cool, actually. And uh, okay. you guys are going to be like, oh, oh, holy shit. That's pretty wet. Oh, is that like a Christmas holy shit? Ho, ho, holy uh, shit. Yeah, ho, ho, holy shit. So before we get into this, I just oh, want to say... Boy. just want to say... We have a particular person spamming the uh, messages. We haven't had somebody like this in a no, long time. No, we haven't. And he keeps saying, I hate the the anti... And tick we, bar or whatever I the hate, fuck... Whatever it, the I think it's the same guy just switching profiles. Yeah, I just want to say just one thing. One, we hate the Antichrist, too. I'm not a fan. Whatever. Secondly... If you keep it up, I'm just going to keep blocking you. So you can make as many profiles as you want. I'm sitting right here while Ken's doing his thing. You're not disrupting this show in any way, shape, or form. You're, you're not. And I'm just going to keep reporting you. And, uh, and actually, our uh, our loyal listeners are quite enjoying yeah, what's going on. more you're entertaining actually, than yeah, this you're uh, actually, story. And really. every time you comment... You make us money. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, because you're, you're improving the engagement on this post. So Shame. thank you. Shame. You most certainly are. So you can spam away. And I'm going to sit there and I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And uh, you're making me money. So thank you. Keep yeah. spamming. You just buy all means. You bought us a new 4K. Ah, uh, and look at that. It went from from, from a certain amount of watchers to one less. Yeah, I bought that shit. I'm getting a pair of Jordans <laughs> with my money. Yeah. <laughs> I need a new camera. <laughs> anyway, let's pay attention to the uh, initiatic experience. Uh, they would be blindfolded, have their hands bound behind their back, brought before the father, the head of the community, okay. and there they would be tested. Um, they've got a blindfold on, so mm. for them, in a dark room anyway, it's absolutely pitch black, so whether or not what they think is going on is going on, don't know, but they believe mm. they would be 
tested in some way, perhaps, of having a torch waved in their face or a oh. sword or a bow and arrow. And Wait, there'd probably better. be all kind of chanting going on around them as well and smell of incense. And you know, it would be very emotional and it would so be very intense. And, and arrow pointed uh, in their it's face. It's clearly about mm. putting your trust in the people around you and reinforcing those social okay. bonds between great worshippers. And at some point, the Mithraic initiate would pretend to die uh, this great uh, find from a Mithraeum uh, in Germany, Rigel, um, shows a sword that's like a Halloween sword that would go around your oh, midsection that's what and make is. it look okay. like you've been run through. So you, so you pretend to die, and then maybe with the Mithraeum recreating the universe, you kind of move around. So that's uh, like one of those fake swords. It's made to look bodies. like you've been stabbed. Yeah, so that's what it is. It goes around yeah. your body, and... In the, like the arrow thing, yeah, the yeah. helmet thing. In yeah, the Steve Martin. Yeah, Steve Mithraic Wild and uh, initiations, you symbolically die and you're reborn. Yep. Interesting. In it, a looks like it looks like you're symbolically murdered, too, yes. in particular, uh-huh. because you're being stabbed by this thing. Yes. So, uh, quite interesting. Uh, Nito, I hope, you, uh, I hope you're enjoying the show here, because... Uh, uh, I'm, I'm freaking loving it. I hear. Yeah. Where'd the spammer go? Come on, I was having fun. Yeah, this is how George gets his. Uh, I do got my rocks off here. on this shit. This, yeah. yeah, I am. I am fully erect. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I I live for this shit. You know, like, our HR representative is saying nothing over in the corner. I so know. Kind of like, I think he's just taking notes. He's going to yeah. report back to home office. I yeah, love for exactly. this. I love this shit. I live for it. I live for trolls. All right, let, let us continue. Continue. Movement of the soul, and then. At the kind of apex of the ceremony, the blindfold is pulled away, and then you see hmm. the image of Mithras and the bull, uh, the curtain or the cupboard open, pulled back, whatever, and it's there shining light, probably with a candle or a lamp behind it. Or you think you're not going to have to see anything at all for hmm. God knows how long, suddenly burst of light in your face, this, this kind of image of Mithras and the bull. It would be quite as I say, intense and probably uh, very mystical. I would say it's a kind of coming to Jesus moment, but that would be slightly misleading. Wow, but okay. You, you get my drift. Um, coming it would to, seem like coming to Jesus is usually say, like when your boss calls you into the office on the carpet because he screwed something oh, up. Pause this, Ken. <laughs> we so, I mean, very, very similar to the initiatic, right? <laughs> In Freemasonry, what, what? Oh, we got another spammer on the thing. It's uh, Brother Josephus saying, I'm no puppet George. <laughs> Ban him for 300 seconds. Do it. I love puppet George. I love puppet George. I love puppet George. Oh, shit. George. Do it. Uh, Pretty sure out. I've disrupt, disrupted the stream, nerd. Uh, and just like that, you disappear. Louis Green. Bye, Louis. You still know Louis Black because you're a dumb fuck. So and guess what? You're probably what? not even green. Bye. Bye. See you later. Louis. You didn't disrupt shit. Like, why couldn't like Sal and Richard from the Howard Stern show like call in? And, and I know, right? Like, let's get some celebrities. Or better yet, yeah, Alex Jones. Bring Alex on here. I'll let him mm. spam the thing. Let's I'll call some, him right now. Let's get some real trolls. These are bush league trolls. <laughs> Josh McCray, if a spammer is generating much money, can I have five dollars a month to join Discord? <laughs> For as little as five dollars a month, yeah. you two can be, join Patreon, where you get exclusive access to Discord and that elusive. Gold Tone Freemason Podcast. Listen, I just want to just say, though, like, I have no problem with people coming on here and having a difference of opinion than us. No, we had that one person that um, any problem. Spider Monkey. Spider Monkey. You just wouldn't do it. This is just a spammer. 
Um, maybe I, we'll have a fire sale or something, and we can uh, drop the price of Discord I, just because of all the money we're making off of streamers. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm money, just saying, money, I have money, no problem money. with somebody with a difference of opinion. You come on here, you want to welcome it. We'd even have you call in. So Don't can, come in and just say some stupid shit like I love. Oh, I hate George. the Antichrist. Uh, I love Papa George. <laughs> I no, love him too. Like, d- just don't cut. Like, come with something that we can have a conversation about. Don't just come in here. Yeah, as a matter of fact, it's probably like some fifteen-year-old kid in his mom's basement. That's just like, oh, look at what I'm doing. Stopping people. Um, but I just wanted to say though. First off, our listeners know I'm a fighter. They know I love. I live for this shit. I love. And the fighting the with trolls spammers know they can trolls. get a rise out of you too. Yeah. That's why they do and, right. So and that's just the kicker. Yeah, he's, it's up our, to, he's up to about five three now. Yeah. Oh, you how much of a rise, bitch. Oh, But I I truly believe that our listeners enjoy hearing me going on a freaking rant and losing my shit on trollers that want to say stupid shit like oh I, I, I hate the Antichrist. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what I got to say. I'm just saying, though, like, they enjoy watching me go to war with these assholes. So, realistically, you're all you're content. doing is you're giving us content and you're building our audience. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Louis Green. Thank you. Thank you for that extra amount of money. I appreciate it. Every time you could be in your mother's basement with your spaghetti stained fucking wife beater while you're on Ooh. your computer, and I'll be driving by. Every time a spammer. In the Lambo at some year. Hey. Every time a spammer posts, the podcast gets cha-ching. <laughs> <laughs> I freaking live this shit. Anyway, uh, continue. Uh, Let's go. Mithratic, go. Mithratic. We're talking about the degrees when now. Join the Mithratic community. You're probably uh, assigned a grade. Um, Saint Jerome, a Christian author from the fourth century, tells us that there were seven Mithraic grades. Seven. And Interesting. Mosaic uh, from a Mithraic in Ostia which depicts uh, items seemingly related to each of the grades. So the items the related grade, to The it. raven is the lowest grade. Working um, tools, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And in terms of inscriptions, the father, obviously, as the head of the community, is one of the graves that's most frequently referenced. Um, but funnily enough, the lion grade, which is the middle grade, is actually perhaps the most secondly uh, commonly referenced grade. And that seems to be because most people perhaps if they joined the cult would enter at a lower grade, but only managed to get so far up the ladder and they would be stopped because the upper grades were probably held for people of higher secular status because so what you can't have really is you that. can't have a centurion no. uh, right. lower grade than necessary. Now, we do have the honorary degrees that are conferred on those who deserve them. It's not really about status, though. It's about what you've done for the fraternity Correct. and so forth that gets you those kinds of honors. But, um, yeah, we don't have higher degrees in Scottish Rite or York no. Rite or anything like that that you can only <clears throat> attain if you have a certain social status or political clout or something like that. Correct, correct. Necessarily a rank of a soldier or a slave who's a father when a free citizen is a raven. That won't do. You have to keep those roman social norms as they are so probably for most people they can only make their way so far up the ladder and then the the elites or relative to them would come in and perhaps join at a slightly higher grade now we don't know much like saying the the variation in the mithraic relief uh we don't know if the grade system is active in every single mithraic congregation or community um 
probably in some form it is, but whether or not it has all seven grades or if it's done in a slightly different way, we don't know. But um, you know, the, the structure does seem to be an important facet of the cult. Interesting. Oh, he had to take another sip. So who, who is being initiated the cult too. of Mithras? Well, I've mentioned already, it's popular up on the frontiers with soldiers, um, customs officials as well. Um, you can see how you know small groups that have to meet inside of these small temples. So why popular with soldiers, do you think, George? Similar to a military lodge. Similar to a military lodges. Uh, realistically, military was looking. They have that brotherhood type feel to them. Yep. Um, no different than Freemason lodges being in on military bases and or you had the lodge in Afghanistan for the longest time. Um, and I think that's also a reason why you have a, a boom of Freemasonry exploding and expanding after the First and Second World Wars because that brotherhood is lost. So um, and that was one of your types of men, the archetypes of men that become Masons or those correct. that are looking for that same fraternal bond that they had in the military. Correct. Exactly. Um, realistically, in a weird way, kind of what he was talking about, the degrees. Yes, um, this that differs with the different degrees of Mithras or different, what is it? What grades. Are, grades yeah. of Mithras. You did have a difference where, yes, the slaves could not get higher than a certain amount. Yep. Um, stone worker couldn't get higher than a centurion yeah an emperor obviously be up so there was a social class difference but there was just a glass ceiling is it yeah, for everybody the, could kind of but when they would get in their temple and they all ate together which they did and it said that the symbol of mithras was in the middle of them in the center of when they had uh when they broke bread right ken and they were all equals think about this now a couple things yes one they were all equals they met mm -hmm. on the level. Oh. Two. Um, have you ever been in a table lodge, Ken? I have. Joe? Yes, indeed. Where was the altar? Um, it's usually in the, the center. center. Right Just where like the, the symbol lodge. of Mithras was when okay. they did it. Hmm. Interesting. Go ahead. Very interesting. Go through these in-depth initiations. They're all male. You can see how this appeals to these very male-centric groups, customs officials as well, would be groups of imperial slaves. Um, but over time, it does spread to uh, civilian communities. We see uh, merchants um, and other groups forming their own Mithraic communities and eventually even senatorial families in Rome by the 4th century create their own. Not for nothing, that food is making me, That the smell of that food is making me so hungry. Right oh, now. downstairs? Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. It smells good. That's Literally killing I'll be me. heading down there after the podcast. Mithraic communities. Now, we don't have any substantial evidence for any emperors joining the cult. Uh, in the cult. late 3rd century, the Tetrarchic emperors, who are essentially a group of emperors that run the empire. Uh, uh, can I pause it real quick? I'm just curious how much more we got to this video. Uh, so you got about two, like six minutes or so. Mm. Jump ahead a little, I'd say. Mm. Yeah, I'd say no? jump ahead because he's kind of talking about the emperors and everything now. Go, the, oh, go right to there. Yeah, he's talking about who worshipped. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it started from there. Let's see that. Let's uh, see that slide. He supports us, so please don't revolt against us. Essentially, is the message. Um, other rituals that are involved in the cult? Well, other than initiations, probably a lot of feasting. Feasts, um, okay. Probably a lot of drinking mm -hmm. as well. Um, feasting seems to involve mainly... I could go for some chicken or some young pig right, right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's basically like a mystical Nando's in some respects. Um, 
we have evidence for the individual sacrifice of birds as well, where they deposited mm. just the skeleton oh, in, in a vessel chicken. of some mm, sort. We don't, we don't um, there's no we evidence sacrifice for fried chicken in one. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. That are balled into most Mithraic temples, uh, which again perhaps alludes to the fact that Mithras isn't actually uh, sacrificing the ball in the main image. So real, real and quick, and oh, wait. Also, oh, ah, what? Well, one thing he's it's a picture up in here i'm just going to read it because i think we could pretty much put it put a put a fork in this right now right ken fork yeah, 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 yeah. For, i mean we, we pretty much get the point right because that's kind of what all we were talking about was the rituals they have feasts um mm -hmm. we have all kinds of different feasts but i mean it's it's in a sense a table lodge uh i don't understand the individual sacrifice of birds but whatever um procession across the mithria star map the procession of the sun runner I mean, we do processions mm. in our rituals. We do almost all the time. We call them something else, but it sounds very familiar because if You're you look up at it, putting down, right? Yeah, if you uh -huh. look, if you look at the uh, the temple, like the Mithraeum, when he was showing the diagram of the inside uh -huh. of the temple, they had all those astrological signs around it. Correct. So if you're doing a procession around those, uh -huh. you're pretty much doing the same thing that we do in Lodge. Pretty Correct. Much. Yeah. Interesting. So there's definitely some similarities here. Yeah, okay, and I yeah, think you could probably sure. shut that down. Now. I think. Yeah, uh, I don't think we're uh, stretching things. To no, 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 no. I think we can probably take that off of the the screen. And uh, I think we've made our point, though, right? I think yeah. I. Uh, I think. I th what do you think, guys? Do you think I did pulled up a good topic here? I I think it had I think merit. Right. I think it had merit. What do the trolls think? More ah, than they think that they hate the the this antichrist. <laughs> do they hate the Antichrist? <laughs> I actually blocked them all. Like, are man. they trying to convince me, or are they trying to convince? Uh, slow uh, Scoper W says, for one the an for one Antichrist post a day, you too could support the podcast. Yeah. who needs your help in the arms yeah. of the angels? <laughs> you got to sing it. You can't just say it. You got to sing it. I can't sing. Joe can. I Joe can. can sing. Go ahead, Joe. What do you want me? In to the sing? arms of the angels. Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> oh, I gotta wow. carry my hold on. I gotta go there. <laughs> what did you hit puberty there for a minute? <laughs> I had something wow. in my throat. That was beautiful, man. Thank you. That was beautiful. Was that craw? No, it might have been <laughs> um, stuck in your craw. <laughs> Oh shit! What do we think, though? I thought that was a uh, pretty interesting when yeah. I at least watched the video the first time, and I'm sitting there going, "Holy shit!" There's so many Masonic connections and things that yeah, we do. Yeah, definitely. And I want to be clear about this: we're not saying we're, we're a cult. not no. saying we're a cult. We're not saying Freemasonry was drawn from this. What we're simply doing is making comparisons to things that came prior to the established 1700 say mm -hmm. ruling that. Bro, this is when Freemasonry popped up. Okay. Yeah, there's no documentation from that period that says, here's where we got all of our ideas from, guys. Correct. Right. So you kind of have to figure it out for yourself. And yeah, there are some similarities here. And I'm sure not everything that we do was drawn from one particular source. I'm sure it was many because there were a lot of men involved um, as founding fathers in Freemasonry. Right. And they all had different opinions and they all had different ideas. And, you know, we're scholars of different. Um, ancient mystery traditions and so forth and alchemy and everything. So there's little bits of everything, all of those ancient studies in Freemasonry. Uh, and realistically, we've said this before, that we firmly believe that 
Freemasonry wasn't just a said ritual. It was a blending of a bunch of different things yep. that came together. Lunatic, cult, cult. Lunatic culture, French. nothing wrong with that. Cult <laughs> equals culture. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah, cult has been what did you say? bastardized. bastardized. It's been mm-hmm. Joeized for quite a while now. There's <laughs> a water bottle of me. Um, Cute. No, but it really has. Like, there are so many different words, like occult, cult. These are all words that that were bastardized over the years and made that they were evil and bad. But realistically, that's not where it originated from. Um, I think there was another one too, uh, an ancient Roman. I really didn't dive into it because this one kind of is what stuck out to me: the cult of Mithras. But uh, there was another one too. It was of. Uh, well, there were quite a few. Cult Especially. of Romulus and Remus or something like that. There was a couple mm-hmm. of them that they're... Um, yeah, where they had kind of like a side thing going. Yeah, on yeah, where yeah. There was, they, they picked one of the pantheon of mm-hmm. deities and decided to worship them more than the others. There was a lot of this, especially in like the periphery of the empire. Yeah. Um, and I would have a feeling most of it is guys that are in the military mm. because on the periphery of the the empire you have mm. a lot of um you know centurions and stuff st- stations so. and realistically speaking understand that rome back in its day the roman empire was very very cutthroat i mean ask julius caesar he'll tell you all about it you know like it was very cutthroat was, stabbed in the back a bunch it's you know it was, yeah it was in the back um but, but but I'm just saying, like it was a very cutthroat society back then. Yeah, you know. So we, if you no, had for entertainment, this... they went and watched like animals and people get like slaves get murdered, and like mm. <laughs> like that was TV for them. So yeah, it was a pretty brutal time. Um, but you have this cult of Mithras that kind of treated each other like a brotherhood. It was an initiation, mm-hmm. different degrees. They dined together from all different walks of life. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they had a separation of degrees and, or excuse me, what do they call it? Grades. Grades, excuse me, Ken. Um, they had a separation of grades, but I mean, they talk about, they all went into these temples of Mithras. They all dined together from all walks of life, slave to centurion to, uh, you know, obviously house of, of. What is it? The elite class, or yeah, class some or political yeah. or like ruling class, and they all went through the same initiatic experience. Mm-hmm. So that that tells you something right there. I just find it interesting. Like here, here is a a cult of Mithras that it, we, he even said it, I believe, right? Talking about how they they popped up on military bases and at yep. the uh, the Wall of Hadrian and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I, I find it very very close to a predecessor of ancient stonemasons, ancient Freemasons, mm-hmm. and Freemasonry mm-hmm. today. Yeah, I mean you've heard multiple scholars over the years as we've read things and learned more about Freemasonry and its origins that a lot of it came from the ancient mystery schools. Well, this was a pretty popular one. Mm. Yep. What do you think, boys? Time to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah let's was, wrap it up. It was interesting. Uh, it's like time that. to wrap it up for a couple reasons. One. I'm out of Angry Orchard. And two, there are no more trolls to play with. I'm sad. sad. George is a sad sad. I got something to play with. (laughs) (laughs) I want to thank you guys for all tuning in and staying on and uh, watching that shit show that just uh, evolved a minute ago. All good. uh, It was fun, actually. 
Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the content. I will try to come up with more of this if you're interested in this. Because uh, I put out a poll on uh, YouTube asking what you guys wanted to hear. The majority was Masonic history. Okay. Uh, the other 14% of it was Masonic horseplay, which okay. else being stupid, which you can do that too. you're going to get on a regular basis. Anyway, oh, yeah. and, the third, and the lowest one was uh, uh, basically um, talking about something unmasonic off topic. Okay. So, so they want to uh, hear about masonry. They want to hear we can do that masonry and history, and that's what we're going to do. So, yeah. this was me trying to dive into it. Nice. So, uh, anyway, give the people what they want. Power to the people. Yes, we hate the Antichrist. We also hate the Antichrist. Thank you, trolls. <laughs> Thank but we you. love Puppy Troy. We For the sure Freemasons podcast, I'm Right Worshipful Brother George Marjorie signing off. Worshipful Brother Joe signing off, and Worshipful Brother Ken signing off. Have a good night, everyone. Night, night. Hit that subscribe button. Smash that like button. That's right.